Connect. Searching. Now connected to You Got a Story podcast. Now listening to Hey Stranger by Melly. Hey, what's up, stranger? I feel like I don't know you anymore. You got too much pride getting worse than before. Looking when your eyes, they don't glow like before. Guess the fire burnt out and who ignites it anymore? You won't even come down to my side anymore. Gave you all my left, guess you needed more. All them girls is cute too. I see you finessing, but you know the mantis and you often see my blessings, yeah. But you know that I was different for you. I kept them boys distant for you. Just to protect you, protect you. Power to the pussy, you know that I can lose when I use her She my P.I.C. but she get messy, introducing her You know them boys wear them bodies like a trophy Always been a prize, don't get gassed up like you chose me Cause I've been blessing souls since 97 Anything I touch is turning into gold like I was sent from heaven Mama doing shows, not always touching, bro, now It's like I never had the time not to dwell you right now But you know that I was different for you I kept them boys distant for you You're what's good y'all It's me, your host, OT With a doobie doobie doo What's, what's out there, what's new I don't know, man. I know what's new for y'all, but for what's new for me is we're here today. It's a new day. We're back for another episode. This is you got a story. Uh, my brother joins me again. OJ, what's up? So what's up to the Hi. People? How's it going? It's going okay. You know, it's you know, it's just trying to survive this Omicron um, hysteria that's in the world right now. Hysteria? You think it's over overblown I wouldn't say overblown it's just I don't know vaccine booster it's like it's funny now how everybody's not everybody the people but the, but the ones that I listen to they're switching their stances like now they're like uh, Andrew Schultz who in the beginning of all this was like get your booster and uh and and uh now that I mean not your booster, get your vaccine, but now that the nope, he's not putting his family's life in danger. He's his he's not he's talking about not getting tested anymore. It's like I'm not even gonna get tested. I have a cold from now on. If if I'm if I'm sneezing. So it's just like damn, it's interesting why, you know, the views and, and how, you know, people's priorities change when um Omicron poses the same idea of a threat, but you know because it's such a mild thing anyway. People are are shitting on the vaccine like it's over, like like the, the pandemic's at the endemic, and it's about to be a whole new the door's about to open up, and it's gonna be a whole new world up about here in this yeah, about here in this piece. And that is dumb. 
<laughs> I didn't say it was dumb. No, I'm saying it's dumb. Oh. <laughs> right, why is it dumb? Uh, I think people, if people, if it, if the government or whatever would have allowed people to like just police themselves this whole time, there'd be a ton more people dead, and there'd be a lot more uh, like long-standing effects of this thing. The fact that the government was like, "All right, everything shut down. Here's what here's what you said. Here, here's what we say. You have to follow it." Um, really, uh, you know, early in the pandemic, just like made it so that everyone had to like deal with their emotions. But as soon as that shit opened right back up, they were just like, "Well, I was probably gonna do some risky behavior anyway." <laughs> And now that you're saying I have all these these layers of protection, why wouldn't I, I now I'm I'm at my at my peak negligence. I I've, I did all the steps required of me, sir. And now I will I will try to people want to go back to 2019 so bad. <laughs> so they ooh, if they could just have a fucking uh, what you would call it? Uh, Back to the Future, DeLorean. People be people would people would kill their mother to get in that DeLorean and just like go somewhere without a mask. <laughs> right. It's not even like oh, I want to get married or all these life things that people are putting off because of the pandemic. They're like, I want to eat out of Chili's so bad. Two to my mother's dome to get that DeLorean. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to stop the pandemic from starting? No, I want to eat at a Chili's. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's that, you got. After a game, after a game of my favorite sports team, and I just quit my job. Level of drunk. <laughs> That's the Chili's I want to go to. This is the feeling I get from people who are just exhausted with the pandemic. Right. Right. (laughs) That's funny as fuck. And a little bit of true, like, I haven't eaten out in so long. And I don't even, like, drink. I drink socially, so it's like, and I haven't been social in so long. So, like, I I bought some beers for the new year, like a six-pack, IPAs. Yeah. And uh, I think I still got three of them bitches, son. And it's like, whatever date this is, you know, it's like two weeks into the month of January. I still got like three beers left. So I don't, it's a oh, happy new year, by the way. Well, in a way. Happy new year. You know, first year, first, first uh, episode back on the pod, hanging out with. Happy 2020 part three. <laughs> oh, God, that felt grossly right. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. Yes, yeah, same old shit. You th- like, the, but okay, predictions for the year. Do you think this is the last year? Like, finale, without, uh, no matter what? I wouldn't say last year. I think we reach like 69 national, <laughs> 69% national vaccination rate. I don't think it's going to get anywhere close to like 80 or 90. 
Um, I think that it'll have like its rhythm in terms of like, oh, you know, in the colder months, uh, COVID's going to be more active, you know, like flu season, it's going to be more active in the colder months, but then in, uh, in the later months, it will be in like summer, it'll be cooked. They'll be cooking up the, the, the COVID will be cooked out of the atmosphere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we're going to get, uh, a revoking of the mask mandate that's going to feel like the last straw for certain places. I think there's going to be another booster <laughs> that you're going to have to get. I think there'll be like one or two more celebrity deaths. I think uh, it'll become standard for kids to get the vaccine, like babies, once they get, I think they'll have a baby uh <laughs> Vaccine Moderna Junior. <laughs> Moderna, Moderna for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think people will start, you know, playing, but like doing what they did previously, but like with that added caveat of like, hey man, uh, I would play full court, but. I got that long COVID, so this is just gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a half court thing. I think it's gonna I change the, that. It's gonna be like that. It's gonna like make people make excuses for why they're so. We don't know what the fuck the thing does. <laughs> we assume we know. If you're not dead, you're good. But it's not that way, especially if you're in mental compromise, especially if you have a pre uh, a pre existing condition. And then, um, you know, it's, it's, there's going to be all the, I willingly, you know, the take sympathy on me. I'm ostracized from my family because I gave everybody COVID because I wanted to win the white elephant contest or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, and then I think the Lakers will finally get their parade from 2020. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, okay. And, I'm down for that. And and yeah, I think, uh, you know, like you've been out in public and stuff since o- o- Omarion has been <laughs> out in these streets. <laughs> like, what, what, is it, what was the energy at that Clippers game? Oh, that Clippers game against Milwaukee. Um, wasn't even Milwaukee. Was wasn't... it Milwaukee? I thought it was Minnesota. You you went to the most trash <laughs> basketball game, the No Stars Olympics. You went to a nineteen eighty eight basketball game <laughs> in the Olympics before they allowed the pros to play. Oh uh, well, you know, good seats though. They're good seats. I don't know, bro. Like I'm not a basketball person. Like I watch anime. I only like. I'm like I treat sports like I treat liquor. I do it socially. It's like. If I want to eat, eat eat out, if I want to go out to a restaurant, that's what I'm going out to do: watch a game and eat some food. I can't believe I brought you to what might have been a super spreader <laughs> event, a fucking basketball comedy podcast uh, festival. Oh yeah, that you brought your friend. I invite you. You bring your boy 
to this thing. I'm, I'm trying to like introduce you to the community. And you over here snickering and snackering with one of your homeboys. It wasn't even like, oh, I brought this chick because I'm interested in her. It's, I brought this nigga I could see any day of the week <laughs> before the shutdown happens. Well, shout out, shout out to Ali, who you're referring to. Um, <laughs> shout out, Ali. He's been on here before. Now, you know what it was? I think at that point he was dealing with a breakup, too. And, like, he was, like, hitting me up. It was like, yo, dude, I just need to do something, man. I need to go out. What was you doing? It was so random. So I just, it was random timing and everything. So, you know, he came through. He did fuck it up for me for, like, the networking part that I was a little upset about. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, he did kind of, like, because he wanted to talk about her so bad. And I'm like, I'm like, fam, I'm like, this is low-key work for me, bro. Like, I'm trying to do business with these people. At, at what point would you have said, hey, man, OJ, I, I, exp- I appreciate the, you know, not knowing what the future would bring in terms of the, the, the lockdown. Would you have said, like, oh, you know, OJ, I love you. Thank you for trying to invite me into your world. Um... <laughs> Include me, make me feel like we're actually brothers, but <laughs> I got to go talk to one of my, my friends about <laughs> some bullshit. Oh, uh, I would have def- uh, definitely. Well, thank you for inviting me, of course. Don't ever, you know, um, I thought <laughs> I didn't think it was so deep for you. I didn't know. I thought like it was like one of those like, oh, I know about this event that's going down. I know you like podcasts. Come through. Want to hang out and talk to some people. So that was a uh, that was an audition. <laughs> oh shit! And you did not pass the audition. Damn. The audition was yo. I mean, COVID aside, uh, these these uh, these you know the Airbuds podcast is what we're referring to. The Podstar Weekend. I was going in with the energy of like, yo, the last time I went to one of these shows, went to these events, you know, it was life changing. We went to, I went to the holiday party and I got to meet, you know, some people that I had read forever, had listened to their podcast forever. And it's like, this is my, if, if going to LA means like you get to rub shoulders with whatever, you know, that you're interested in, this is my version of that times 10 when i went to that holiday party so i was like yeah i'm gonna go to the pod star i'm gonna bring my brother we're gonna have a good time and meet some people and that did not include ali that did not include <laughs> t he he yeah that's uh, uh whispering whispering during a comedy show as a comedian is is how you get excommunicated you get I know some people who I know some comedians that heckled other comedians at just like an open mic <laughs> that they don't talk to anymore. I know a dude named Ed Ed Edwin or something that I do or you know not Edwin Lee, but there was somebody um, who heckled me at an open mic. I don't talk to that motherfucker to this day. I don't even remember his name. That's how burnt scorched earth I went with this dude, and you're over here being like, hey, so uh, what did I mean? What did you do when she said, and then. I mean, that's super messed up, bro. And your next comic coming to the stage. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not, I don't feel too great about it. But, you know, it's, it's kind of my fault. Like, uh, you know, when you go, when you 
I'm a friend, right? Like, once you're my friend, I can't, like, choose what to help you out with. It's what I see you need help with. And as someone who's <laughs> dealt with uh, the the effects of heartbreak, shit sucks. So, I don't know. I don't like, uh, I know how alone that felt. You know, there's, no denying, there's, there's no denying that. It's just, you know, just say to me, hey, I can't <laughs> change your plans. I would have gladly gotten an Uber. Or oh, like, my bad. I, that's true. I didn't know it was just a me thing because otherwise I would have just told him I'm, I can't hang out tonight. Like, I can't. Yeah. I'm doing something. I can't. Really I didn't know it was that type of event. I am noticing people inviting me to more events like that. They want me to just be my lady friends or just me. And I'm like, oh, I guess I've reached that plateau in life. <laughs> you know, homie, everybody can't go. <laughs> no. Everybody. I think I learned the hardest lesson when I invited these two. And I wasn't even like, you know, it was more of like a feeler out vibe check kind of like, can we hang out? And we have been mutual friends with some other people, but I'm I'm personally inviting you to this thing. And then she said, I don't know. I don't think I can do it. And then I asked another person with a similar situation and she was like, all right, I'm coming through. And then as soon as she said that, it's almost like God was like, hey, you dumb as hell. Watch what's happening. Watch what I do. Watch what I do. And now I got two. I'm flanked by two friends friend zone situations <laughs> that I'm trying to progress to the next level right. uh, not having fun with either of them can't pay attention to either one of them or my goose is cooked <laughs> and that was in college that I learned that lesson oh uh, I see why didn't you just uh, yeah I guess you really can't you're not really equipped to like to tell them you took too long like it's it's oh, nah because I'm, I'm trying to think of there was a joke that I heard someone say where you like if you oh yeah I just it was an Instagram post he was like you took you got one time to like act like I'm getting on your nerves and then like you'll never hear from me again type of thing and so but as like in college I guess you don't really saying oh actually um, yeah I guess how do you I guess you you had no other choice but to take both of them huh not thinking I was, about it I, I was just beyond my skill set because <laughs> I've had many times where it's just been like oh like you know this is this is uh not even like a like f- feelings were caught and now they're <laughs> in display on a bottle on a shelf mm. uh kind of situations where you're around someone you used to crush on with your significant others in tow I think it was like I didn't even have the social grace to be like uh oh actually I just got sick not none of you come <laughs> and then I'm just hanging out with my friends rather than trying to force the issue about being social cuz that's already a uh that whole like being 18 to 24 and then bringing someone you're interested in to uh, hang out with your boys. That is dumb as hell. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. It's very common in terms of just like, oh, well, you know, it's just about this, the kickback. 
It's like, kick back to what? <laughs> Either Yo. she enjoys the situation where, like, she's usually if you were a bunch of dudes, she's the only woman, and she's getting microaggression after microaggression about her gender, right. or she wants to hang out with you, and now she has to deal <laughs> with all these other goofy motherfuckers. <laughs> Right. It's a bad it's a bad look. Bad scene. Yeah, I used to see that's funny. Like that's like high school, eighteen. Yeah, you're right, eighteen to twenty four ish, I guess. Um I, I I had friends like that who would like who would always want us to hang out with their girlfriends. Yeah. And I'm what? Just, <laughs> like, what are we doing? What? Like, <laughs> I don't I've never met uh and I met a lot of like Significant other friend. I won't say I will never met. I've met one woman that my friends were dating that, like, we legit became close friends. Mm-hmm. A large portion of that is I kind of knew them as a couple to begin with after a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, one of those situations of like, oh, we were friends growing up and then they moved away and then you, you still hang out with them, but it's different than when you go to the same school and then by the time you see them at a certain impasse, <clears throat> they have this uh, significant other situation going on and then they just become your couple's friends, you know, where you're just like, oh, blank and blank. <laughs> they have no other identity. As long as they're in a relationship, they're blank and blank. And then, as blank and blank, they met Mel, and it it was all good. Uh, other than that, I've never I've never seen it work. <laughs> hey, come out with come hang out with it's just a group thing. We're all going to be yelling at a movie and then go to IHOP afterwards. Nobody wants to spend that much time with a bunch of other people when you could be. Cupcaking. <laughs> that was part of the reason I had to get out of the comedy house I lived in. I was cupcaking too hard <laughs> for the bro dynamic that was going on in the rest of the. If one out of the eight rooms in the house was cupcake central, <laughs> and all the other ones was you know sad dude syndicate at 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 the best. Every once in a while, you might see a similar cupcake, maybe two out of the eight rooms, Cupcake Central. But other than that, it's just dude smoking weed, watching uh, First 48, dude smoking weed, watching My Strange Addiction, dude smoking weed, watching Hoarders, dude smoking weed, (laughs) yelling about The Wire, dude smoking weed, Um, riffing, just endless talking that that's what was going on in the other rooms and my lifestyle did not sustain <laughs> what was going on in those other rooms oh god you I, I i yeah i often black out that you were in a comedy clubhouse uh would it be called a yeah no a comedy playhouse <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> comedy flop house that was a comedy trap house that was a comedy uh uh fire code violation house 
Oh, that was a comedy Project Mayhem house right oh there. Oh, my God. You was there for how long? A year or was it two? I think it was two. I think it was like I moved there July of 20 or like August 20 or 2011, August. And then me and Mel moved to Oakland and up out of there. Uh I'm going to say, like, June 2013. So, a good two years. Mm. You can catch the adventures of me, or at least a snippet of me, in the Viceland show Flophouse, where they disclosed comedy locations that were pretty grody. (laughs) Uh, I think I've been episode one or two. And, yeah, you can find me there. If you have... If you have Viceland on demand on Hulu, I believe it's also on Amazon. Uh, our our brother Aaron was like, "Hey man, I don't. I was watching Ancient Aliens, and then you, and then and then OJ's on the screen." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to know more or see more of what I'm talking about, it's on it. Uh, film camera captured it for posterity. I remember that. Viceland episode, all of that. Wow, wow. Yeah, I don't know how you do it, man. I had four roommates and I lost my damn mind. So the fact that you survived after eight and left with your lady. Are <laughs> you, ta- you talking about that place you lived in while you were in college and a little bit after? Yeah, or another place. Oh, okay. Because that place is, uh, I I couldn't live in that situation because one. Everyone I ever lived with in college, granted, I went to an art school, so everybody was kind of chill, but like, for the most part, I I don't talk to any of those people anymore, mm-hmm. and two, uh, that place was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> that place bummed me the fuck out, like... I remember, because, like, when I was, at most in college, I had, like, like five, like, four official roommates, and then some people lived with us for, like, an inordinate amount of time. Right. And that was all all right, just because, like, you know, most of the time, it'd just be people either passed out or playing D&D or not in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, it's just like I don't know. There's something very like cold about your your previous place. It felt very like Russian block, just <laughs> like Squid Games. The mm. the guards, like what the guards would be doing when <laughs> when they're not enforcing murder on the other people. Right, that's what it felt like. Right, nah, yeah, it it you're not wrong. It was it did give me that same. I mean, it was a cool spot all, all in all, but. Like, in terms of, like, what I needed it for. Like, a place to sleep, place to rest, go back out there into the world and do my job. But, like, yeah, bro. In fact, you lived in a hostel. Basically. I've seen better conditions at a hostel. Yeah, I had a way better hostel in Spain, dog. Like, and those <laughs> beds was on top of each other, bunk bed style. I was like, yo, this this, this not it. But it did, like, it humbles me to where it's like, oh, okay, well, I know in life what I really need is just a space to do this. I want to view... But to see some shit. But other than that, just a, a nice little space in this world for me to like exist mm-hmm. comfortably. 
And yeah, it's a very single guy. <laughs> I had friends living in fucking closets. Like, it's cool. It's good. I got my little closet. Perfect. It's almost like I, I seamlessly fit into the little cartridge for me. I'm ready. To, I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. And what's crazy is because like I had a, I had a similar situation in Spain. I had like three roommates, and like I think mm. I had to share a room with somebody else. But even then, it was cool because you had somewhere to go at. You go out and see the world. Go out and, like you didn't have to hang out. You know, what I mean, the only time it was sucked is when I had invited a lady over, and then like I couldn't really put the moves on her, and like a roommate could pop out on me. You know, what I'm saying because I, mm. I had to be in the living room with her because I could take her to my room because I had like a roommate there. And like yeah. some other people, they had their own room, so they got to like they didn't have this issue. But so, but yeah, other than that, it was cool. You know, you don't you, you just go in the rest of your head. You're going out to hang out with really with really the other ladies in their apartments. You know, because they got their own rooms, all of them. So it's like, oh, you just hang out with them. So you just do that. Uh, but yeah, nah, that place that place wasn't. You know, shout out to that place. Hope it exists. It, it still serves the community because that's all it is. Community server. Uh, but no, nah, definitely glad I'm in a in a different situation. Like L.A., it's different. I, I can't go anywhere. So like, I mean, I could, but it's expensive because it's L.A. And it's not like I'm mean, I'm not I'm not really an in crowd type of person. Like not an in crowd, like a click, a niche type of person. Like I need a click to have fun. I can talk to about anybody in the world and have a regular conversation and just be chilling. So, and that's not what LA is about. Like, you know, it's, it's not even a little bit. They all got clicks and know this person and that person. It's like, but the people you know be trash. Like, they're not funny. Like, they just there to suck up air. And it's like, man, y'all, y'all don't want no cool people around y'all. And I'm not even cool, but I'm funny. Shit. <laughs> at least, I'm, at least I got something going for me. <laughs> I feel like these are very pointed uh, <laughs> criticisms. Yeah, probably. Very pointed, very vague. Have no idea who you're talking about, the type of person you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, who's really hanging out in LA right now? Anyway, because I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I've met people, and like when you when you when you when you find these these clicks and you hang out with them, it's like oh they're fun. But it's like. It's like it's still it just feels so disconnected with like social social interactions and like and and I don't know, bonding and being, you know, I feel like I'm hanging out more and more with the people I've met in my past than the, than my like present future who's in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like more I'm more forward looking into that type of stuff. But anyway, we can get back to the world for a second and, and uh talk about some of these topics. Sure. Uh, have you got the Oculus? Oculus? Light? Are you going? Are you going to buy one? Am I going to get the Oculus? No. Are you? Nah. I'm good. All right. Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Did you hear about Tiffany? Tiffany Haddish getting arrested uh, earlier this week. No. What, what happened with her? I think it was a DUI. Um, uh, she was in Georgia. And uh, I guess he was falling asleep behind the wheel and somebody reported her. And it turns out, I mean, from the report, it sounds like it's just weed. She just got high. It was like, mm-hmm. but it was four o'clock in the morning. So I think she was just, I don't want to put weed on her. I don't think it was weed. Um, 
Because that's allegedly, anyway. But I think she's just tired. And that sucks that she has to, like, deal with all this. She was in jail by 6, out by, like, or in jail by 4, out by 6, 30. Nice. Yeah, right? I was like, damn. Nice. This is a good turnaround. <laughs> Money don't change. You can tell how famous you are by how quickly you can get out of jail. God, yo, that shit was crazy. When I heard that, I was like, why is this news? Like, she's not been there over. She's not been in there for six hours. But well, also it's just like uh, celebrity misdemeanors have really chilled. <laughs> like it's gone. It used to be like, oh, James Brown. Uh, he's you just look at this picture and you'll see <laughs> why we we had to arrest James Brown or Robert yeah. Downey Jr. And then it just now the only ones I really hear about are like uh, it's not so much that he was drunk, but Mel Gibson had this to say while <laughs> drunk. Right. We weren't even condemning people for their actions in the world. We were condemning them for what they were saying in closed doors. That's interesting. Well, I, I think he got like arrested driving drunk driving. Like he's he's a habitual line stepper <laughs> in right. the, in the ways of, of being uh, <laughs> cancelable. But I hear he has a new movie coming out, and everyone loved Daddy's Home too. Yeah, at least he, we know who he is. I'd rather share a, uh, an exchange at a at a bar with people like that than the the closeted people that want to hide themselves because they're afraid of of the society accepting them for who they are. Listen, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why society is accepting Malcolm Gibson for who he is. Very few have to do with his um, <laughs> the news reports about him <laughs> being. <laughs> Racist and sexist and domestic abusey. I don't yeah. think someone's like, oh, that, those are some real good qualities. <laughs> I gotta who? You Never heard of him in my life. I gotta meet this. He met Mel. His name is Mel, like Melvin. <laughs> you think he? You think he just made? He made so much money. He's just too powerful to stop now. Yeah, I think people had an entry, you know, if it bleeds, it leads kind of thing when all the speaking out, uh, Me Too situation came out. And there's people who, you know, served time or whatever because what they did was truly criminal. But no one has any ethics about the art they consume or the people that produce it. There's no ethical consumption of any art, uh, especially of those with... Uh, People who have done <laughs> things that you wouldn't personally do or like done to your family. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a level of uh, selfish entitlement to uh, these people as um, heroes in some people's minds. That the persecution of them being a bad person was overblown or wouldn't last. And they were correct in the assumption that most people didn't have a, a plan or a call to action to actually enforce their morals on the things that they consume. Mm. That's true. I, 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 will, I won't push back on that because, but then again, wait, hold on. I could, because don't, 
Well, because you know why I can't push back on it? Because it's not coming to it's it's now coming to an end. The whole uh, cancel culture. So it's like yeah, yeah. They called they they gave it a name, <laughs> and they said how bad it was. And then instead of people saying, "Oh, but what are you? How do you feel about the things you did?" Everyone said, "Like, yeah, I've done some bad things." Why are we holding these people to a standard that I don't have for myself? And then mm-hmm. uh, it be, it trivialized the whole uh, situation to being like, oh, yeah, those like LGBT people and women, they're so annoying, right? Aren't these people annoying, mm. right? Mm. I know you've been conditioned since you were... And a, a child to hate women and LGBT people, but also they're annoying, right? Shut <laughs> up. And can I get an amen? And then the whole congregation said amen. And any uh, any idea of, of progress in that sense uh, um, has diminished. Yeah. 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 I see. It's just funny. I see no end in sight. Like I don't see. Like I don't see us. Like this isn't like. Uh, I don't. The reason why I don't. I don't let my mind divulge into the the strife of all of of like you know any of it is because it's no end in sight. So it has to be a personal choice of how you view the world. Because these these people. This world gonna argue about the same shit we arguing about for the next hundred fifty plus years. Like it don't. This it ain't gonna end. Just do for self, live for self. Uh yeah. Well, I think you know the whole conversation was a marketplace thing. Like, would people go watch a Woody Allen movie knowing that he abused children? <laughs> <laughs> would people still dance to Michael Jackson even though there's allegation that he's abused children? And a lot of the things that like the market dictated was like was was yeah. <laughs> I still will watch Woody Allen. I still will dance to Michael Jackson. And then uh, in that span of time, there's also been um, people realizing like there's a lot of things you can consume. Like if you don't listen to Michael Jackson one more fucking time in your <laughs> life, even though it's a, a, a land, a land, a field of landmines when you turn on the radio <laughs> or put on a commercial or watch a television show watch a movie even if you don't there's still a million other things you could be listening to and if you were really bad about it you can uh you can you can do that <laughs> <laughs> but other than that there is no justice in the world so right <laughs> uh excuse me it, it's uh it's it's up to you what how you want to feel and how you want to deal with it All right yeah yeah well um moving right along here uh i asked my i asked i asked one of our i asked two of our cousins this and uh one cousin uh he he he, he said should i just tell you, should i tell you my question to them first or or what they said which one do you think is funnier uh i can't i know i'm I have no information, so I don't know what would be funnier. I think, <laughs> but knowing who pre- our cousins if are, cha- if you to know who our cousins are, like like you knowing who our cousins are, like I'm talking about uh, 
Justin and Callie. Okay. So knowing who those two are, like which, which and you know me, so which one do you think gave a gave a good a que- a good question or a good answer? Okay. I I will say um the responses first. <laughs> okay. So as context to the question. As context, what does that mean? I have to tell you some of the question? No, I feel like me knowing their responses will let me know uh, how dumb or smart <laughs> the question is. <laughs> All right. All right, so, so um, Ju- Justin's Justin's response was, well, "Junior's an idiot. Do you don't know what they talking about?" Okay, <laughs> Cali. When I say Junior, I'm saying Cali. I'm confusing the listeners already. <laughs> yeah, this is some who's on first of the Thorpe family group text chain or whatever. Oh, how can how, how were these individual conversations or was this in a yeah. Okay. Individual conversations. I was talking to Callie. I was talking on the, on the video game, and uh, Justin and I had called uh, mm-hmm. to check on. And so Justin goes, "No, Callie don't know what you talking about. Callie's stupid. Callie, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, of course he would say that, but it, it don't matter. It don't matter, right?" And mm-hmm. uh, and Callie says, "You will, you will, you would, be, you would be a disgrace to your race if you do some shit like that." Okay. <laughs> And I feel like I have to personally give context to my relationship to both of these cousins <laughs> as one, uh, you know, slightly older, uh, you know, smart, acerbic, uh, really dry, cutting, humorist. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, he's always in the mix and he's always trying to get people involved. Right. All right. So, what was the question? The question was, uh, "What are your thoughts on a black person adopting a white baby, or a black mm-hmm. family adopting a white baby?" Yeah. And yeah, that was that was Callie's response, and, and I, he told me that first, and so I took it to Justin because I didn't know how to think about it yet. Like I was still processing. And then mm-hmm. Justin re- reaffirmed it with me. He was like, "Yeah, it doesn't know that that's stupid. Like, who cares if, <laughs> if you adopting a white baby? Like, it's a, it's a child. Like, you know, just it, uh uh. And it, but it's interesting because the 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 come up of raising a child is like, like if I if I don't have any other other kids, he's chilling. But like if I do have more kids, does he get to say nigga or do we like when do we have that conversation with him? Is it the first word we teach him not to say when we teach him words or like what what mm-hmm. goes on? So all these like it, it was it became fun to think about how different I would have to raise his child up and it was just so yeah I don't know it's so limiting for Callie I guess is what what I guess the story shows it's it's, it's just like now nah, you're limiting yourself and you're thinking so horribly on judging someone else for for. They adopt us all the time, and and uh, Callie's perspective is well. There's enough. There's enough of them taking care of them, but there's not enough of us taking care of us. Okay. And so I, I got, so I should shoot him some bail there. I get what he's coming from there, but I don't know. I, I always don't you want to live life dealing with what you didn't expect you would have to do. <laughs> Like you would like doing things you didn't expect you you'd be doing, but you're doing and you're having hella fun. Like, 
Like maybe I'll, you know. Uh, I mean, me personally, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Kind of the answer to <clears throat> things I'm owed, or, or things that uh, I owe to other people. Um, I just try to maintain a level of personal honesty and growth and um, not not try to uh, hold myself to a standard that'd be relatively uh, limiting or or just be too hard on myself. I try to stop that from happening. And uh, I wouldn't say that specifically trying to (laughs) adopt a white baby is my idea of fun (laughs) or satisfaction or if that's my goal. If if there's if on my vision board there's a white baby, not just any baby, not just (laughs) not just anything that needs care, but specifically a white baby. I that's not me. That's clearly a doppelganger who has taken my skin, who's putting that on the vision board. If it's just about general fulfillment, yeah, I think I could nurture a white baby. Would it have a lot of questions (laughs) lobbied towards me at all turns in life? Yes. It would be extremely hard. And I don't like hard things. (laughs) I don't like things to be difficult. I will do everything I can in the power of maintaining those things that are easy, <laughs> relatively more easy than the alternative. Right. So a, a, a specific venture to have a white baby seems like a lot of hassle. <laughs> so I'm going to pass on that. Also, shout out to Patrice O'Neill, who had a great joke in his special elephant in the room. That said, uh, in a bit about people going missing and who has value, he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a white baby and connect it to me on a belt because they're gonna find me. You want to find this white baby, you better figure out where this boat is, is essentially what he said. <laughs> I haven't watched that, but I see what he talking about. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> oh, that's funny as fuck, yo. I still got to watch that, yo. Oh, that is so funny. But... But just for context, too, I'm not at home thinking about adopting white babies. Oh, of course not. <laughs> I, I mean, if we all if we all had to do what we hypothesized or imagined, 
it would be there'd be a lot of checks we couldn't cash <laughs> oh man oh uh, it's actually like low-key selfish just want to if you're black try to adopt the white baby because it's like you really gonna try to give this white baby a hard life no i'm joking <laughs> no I'm joking no that's a great that's a great angle <laughs> Because as much as it's in hassle, one, he's already adopted. Right. Two, he's now he has to deal with black stuff uh, did, on an intimate level. He's while wait. also knowing he's not black. And then we're going to... Like, go ahead. Like, like it, I don't know. Maybe some freaks. Maybe some sickos. If you... <laughs> You were to say, like, all right, here's a portal. We got some Doctor Strange magic over here. Here's a portal where you get to be black and be proud of being black, but none of the hardship. Or here, here's a place. Here's two portals. Here's one where it, it, it really sucks to be black, and here's a portal where you can be black and it doesn't suck. <laughs> and then some real sickles would be like, well, I've I've bought into the trauma and the identity based in this strife. I'm going to stick with the <laughs> being black has some hardships. But if you, you didn't have to, if you could, you didn't even have to be a choice. If you just didn't have to deal with being black all the time. If you could have all the confidence of us. And yeah. all, all the uh, self-assured reservations, whatever, whatever we do to pump ourselves up. If you, if you had some of that, and yeah. and, and and not being black wouldn't suck. This is what it would look like. This, this is black the people, people naturally are better than every other people. Just yeah. not because of strife or hardship or anything, uh, but they they're just better. But if that hardship and strife was gone, you'd still be cool. <laughs> would you rather yeah would you rather have be that and live in that existence you'd have to be real weird to be like no the black panthers did not <laughs> did not have, be systematically overturned by the government for me to give up the fight i wonder i've never met someone who's like i'm about to struggle on that existential level like the Captain Americas, I can't, it, I can't stop fighting of black liberation. <laughs> you see the black ones. I don't see the white ones too much. I mean, the black ones just be silently trying to hush, hush, give like a, a handshake to let you know that they, they in the circle and they like, hey, just keep going, doing what you're doing. Just make sure you, that you, you do what, 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 what we showed you to do. And then like, no other. What if stay, what if stay black was like relaxing? <laughs> what if like stay black stay woke was like have like the same emotional weight as like hey you should go apple picking it's like low-key fun it's a right. delightful time right. <laughs> stay black and it'd be like a relief stay black my brother i don't know yeah yeah we've, but that ain't that ain't reality <laughs> it ain't it it ain't yeah. apple picking nope. get away from those trees <laughs> is what i say in that scenario, woo, 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 yeah, yeah, that's that's real life right there. All right, uh, just one more topic, uh, just to hit real quick because it, it kind of popped up so many times, and I feel like our story would be interesting for the listeners to hear. Um, have you heard about the Jim Jones, Jada Smith, or uh, Jada Pickett Smith, 
Have you heard about their story in the last week and what they've shared with us? No, I have not. Jim Jones, the rapper, right? We're Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, I think it was this week or last week. He was. Uh, he told um on Angela 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 uh, Yee's lip service that uh, his mother taught him how to tongue kiss. Okay. And then um, Jada Pickett Smith on the Red Table Talk uh, episode uh, and around this date, I don't know the episode, <clears throat> but uh, I seen the clip on Flagrant Two uh, on the Patreon episode, and she said that her grandmother showed taught her how to pleasure herself. Okay. I don't know if taught or show. Now I can't remember <laughs> which one, but it feel like you should remember that. <laughs> I feel like without that context of information, there's going to be some false equivalency. That's just my feeling. <laughs> I know, and I I think it was thought, bro. I mean, um, uh, taught. I think I think I think it was taught, but okay. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting thing because that's not my experience with my mom. <laughs> uh, I didn't have a grandmother, so I mean, I do have grandmothers, of course, but I didn't get to know my biological one uh, mm-hmm. uh maybe on my father's side but even then she was too old to teach me anything but um i'm almost say that but we weren't we weren't communicating so therefore i couldn't really learn anything from her mm-hmm. but yeah i don't that mom you know mom we didn't have a conversation until i think i was in seventh grade seventh no eighth mm-hmm. eighth grade i was driving back to fairfield uh to my pop's house to my biological father's house whatever he is and she brings up sex to me she's trying to like like have a talk on this drive this hour drive back to the crib and i just i stopped her like at the at the light i never forget i stopped that i go no 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 my mama my, my, my. i pulled out my own condom set that i was holding anyway i had like these chocolate condoms i don't even know who gave them <laughs> i said mom good look i got things <laughs> and that was our whole conversation i didn't like my father didn't talk to me about sex uh, once he did, but it was to ask me if I had slept with his his stepdaughter, and then that was that conversation. Awkward, weird. <laughs> Yo, oh, but yeah. Other than that, that was my interaction with the sex topic with our parents, and I just thought it was interesting where this where Jim and Jada went with their stories, and I was just curious what's your take on it perspective wise like well i i have to i have to say for my own piece that uh one sounds more cringe than the other i'll say that um and i can't imagine the commentary that's been going on about it but <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of truths that could be spoken not by me I'm not a doctor <laughs> I'm not I'm not a specialist I'm not very knowledgeable I'm kind of dumb <laughs> don't listen to me turn off the podcast <laughs> I would say from anecdotal evidence and probably there's you know some uh, Black Rain, like Institute of uh, Black People Suffering Abuse. 
Um, that would put a number to undocumented or un uh, undercarried or un, a lack of care for black children who suffer sexual abuse. Um, the language of sexual assault is extremely limited. Um, and the justice for those people is unavailable most of the time. Um, not even like inactionable, just like completely not even seen as an option uh, for any restitution or, or uh, reparations for that abuse or that assault. And right. I think because of how puritanical and, and uh, Christian uh, dominated uh, America is, I don't think any, there's, there'll ever be on a state level or even a personal level, um, the ability to talk about sex catered to an individual and catered to uh, psychology that won't immediately be backwards or, or regressive or have some type of tinge about what you're talking about and who you're talking to. Uh, but with all that said, you know, I think that me personally, I didn't have the right people telling me about sex. <laughs> I think I understood. I think I understood the biological aspect of it. Uh, but Let's you put know. it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I just think that people could have done better by me. Mm. And okay. I also think that like naturally, like kids are very sensitive and very receptive and they, you know, the things that kids are inundated with in terms of like, you know, humans are social creatures, sure. And a huge part of being a social creature is uh, romance and romantic partners and all this stuff. But as soon as you're born, you're inundated with a, 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 an entire deluge, a tsunami of this is who you should be with. This is what that should be. What this is what romance is. This is what you know. The all of, if 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 not all of children's television, I would say the, a lot of the things that I consumed had like, oh, these two rabbits are kissing, or oh, these. I watched an episode of Bobby's World yesterday, and. The girl Jackie was constantly kissing Bobby against his will. <laughs> she thought it was fun. She thought it was cute. Who knew what was going on in Jackie's life? But Bobby was like, "Stop kissing me!" <laughs> Before telling him a very important plot point, she kissed him. Um, so I think with all that information, children are more susceptible to like, you know, 
it's kind of the tragedy of being a kid is that you, you have this world around you that's trying to make you an adult. Um, some more pernicious, they're violent or aggressive than others. And there's no like, by the time you understand what happened, you're an adult. <laughs> so you couldn't protect yourself in that moment. And you have mm -hmm. to heal from that mm -hmm. going forward. And um, just not have, like, for you to know and understand the world within that lens, it can completely warp your perception of what should be happening at any given time. Mm -hmm. And that usually leads to situations that are just like uncomfortable at best. And probably I'm not a you know child psychologist or anything, but like fundamentally brain altering at worst, you know? <laughs> right. So it's just like, it's not, it's not for me to have the curriculum. I don't have the answers. You know, this is, this is just me freestyling basically. But I, I think we can do better. <laughs> well, education. And I'll course. leave it at that. Right. I hear you. I hear you. I'll leave I it you. at that. We can do better by kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I agree. Um, as a one person who was a kid. <laughs> um, nah, you know, it's funny too. You know, we talked me about romance, uh, that, that, uh, that movie, uh, pretty woman. Yeah. That's, that's a great really? romance. Yeah. That's, that's what I had. That's why my, were you, why were you watching pretty woman at like four or five? I don't know. That's what I had. Like, uh, why did you want, who had that? Was it was uh, on tape? <laughs> On DVD? A nineteen ninety came out two years before I was born. Yeah, yeah, I was I was well, you know, our father had a collection of DVD players, or that's when he was everyone was collecting DVDs and that that was the future. They thought that was Bitcoin. That was the Bitcoin of the nineties. And there's still a lot of good media coming out on DVD. Blue. <laughs> there's a lot of media that's not on streaming that you can only get at a at a video store. Don't, don't fucking talk to fucking talk about DVDs like that. Peasant. <laughs> Physical uh, media will always have an existence because the grid's gonna go down. And then what? <laughs> you gonna watch Netflix on your non-internet? Oh, I can't even argue with you because I can't dispute that that will never happen. Because you know that could happen tomorrow, shit. But Pretty Woman, good movie if you want to learn about love and romance and uh, the 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 dopest game I've ever gotten from a movie about love is Chasing Amy, Kevin Smith's third film 1996-97 basically was like yeah you probably if you grew up catholic or christian you probably have a lot of sexual hang-ups and you might ruin a good relationship by being uh too puritanical and i, I took that as a, a good sign to uh not be that. <laughs> yeah, off mic, you don't have to explain that to me because that puritanical, that kind of went over my head. Well, the the plot of the movie is that he fell in love with a, a woman that identifies as a lesbian and then they had like a star-crossed friend zone situation and then they eventually started dating and then he had a best friend roommate that would constantly be needling uh them and their relationship and he was you know insecure about the idea of her having sex with men thinking that she was like a gold star 
uh, gay, as they call them, is someone who's never been with the person that they say that they don't fuck with. And then gold star. <laughs> he learned other that you might have a more complicated uh, sexual orientation than lesbian, except for him. And then at his greatest, his greatest idea was that to relieve the tension between him and his friend and his girlfriend is for them to have a three way and <laughs> equating someone's orientation and sexual history as a means to propagate a uh, sexual experience with someone who she hates and hates her and all this stuff uh, was proved <laughs> to be the wrong course of action. Uh, it sounds and like it. she w- moved on with the relationship and he learned the value of really unpacking uh, his ideas of gender and sexuality. And they have a nice little uh, epilogue and the, uh, Jay and Silent Bob get old. If you wanna, <laughs> if you think that it was too regressive for a lesbian to fall in love with a straight man, they address it in another movie twenty years later. <laughs> oh my god, that is a complex movie. Um, interesting though. I, I was looking at it while you were talking. Uh, that's what I got from Pretty Woman. Was uh, it don't matter how you win, where you meet her, you know. Your your partner, you know, whoever, just, just, just go for it. No matter no matter who, your friends who are on the same level as you, your assistants, your world. If your world rejects your love, then maybe that's not a world you should want to be in anymore. That's beautiful, man. Appreciate you, Brody. Well, thank you for joining us, for, um, for hanging out with us today in the first uh, year of the, the new year. And if you have anything to say to the people, go ahead and speak your piece now. Uh, yeah, go get my book about stand-up comedy. We got to talk about that a little bit more in the, in the coming up weeks. Okay, got to get you back on here to talk about that again. Um, got to def- buy my copy soon. Is it, Can they pre-order it? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Right now, I can just go and buy it? Yeah. Uh, oh. Bay Area Stand-Up History or Bay Area Stand-Up Comedy, A Humorous History. Bet. I'm going to go buy my, buy my copy this week. Right, OJ. Let you get out here and spend spend uh, the majority of the rest of your time with your wife and Sandy and yeah, man. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, love you. Thank you for joining us. Love you. Talk to you later. Later, man. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your week. One. Now listening to Lonely by JL and Summit.
time I close my eyes I can't get the day cause you won't in my mind You ain't nowhere to touch me I've been feeling lonely Now you're killing me softly Ooh, baby, why'd you let me go? Searching for somebody like you Cause you've been killing in it with your style Killing in it with your smile You've been gone for a while Tell me what it do, baby Tell me what it do, baby Now disconnected from You Got a Story podcast.